So God is so good. So how many of y'all are excited to be here today? I'm excited. Amen. That's, that's most of us in here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, well, praise God. You know, as I was preparing for this lesson, I mean, this message, um, you may not realize this or not, but you are, if you are a Christian, the Bible uses several words to describe who you are. And this has always kind of fascinated me is how many different descriptions the Bible gives of a believer, of someone who was, who was who has accepted Christ as their Savior. And some of them are very familiar, and some of them you might not be aware of, or you might have maybe crossed over before, but you didn't realize that's who you are. So I just want to look at these real quick. If we want to put those up on the screen, I don't know if you got them all on one screen, or how did you do that? Um, okay, disciple. So y'all know y'all are a disciple. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. So, so if you're a Christian in this room this morning, you are a disciple. You didn't choose to be a disciple. You became a disciple when you became a Christian. You are a follower of Jesus. We, we follow Christ. We, Jesus, said, Jesus said, follow me. He told, he told his first disciples, and I will make you fishers of men. The Bible says in Romans, we're a living sacrifice. It says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So that's one of the descriptions, one of the things that, that describe who we are. In the book of Philippians, Paul said, to have the same attitude in yourselves that Christ had. And he, he goes through the litany of who Christ became. He humbled himself, who became nothing. And the Bible says Christ took on the attitude of a bondservant, or some translations say, say a slave. So he said for our attitude to be the same as Christ, so we are, we're a bondservant. You're, you're a slave to Christ. That, that, that's who you are. Then the, the Bible says that we're sons and daughters of God. That's the one I like. You know, God restores us back, everything that was lost because of sin, because of Satan, all the things that were taken away from us. In Christ, the Bible says we're restored. We're, we're, we're not just forgiven. We're, we're brought back into a right relationship with God. And now the Bible says he calls us his sons and daughters. You know, that's a, that's a beautiful description. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, Paul is writing this to the church in Corinth. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So another description that the Bible gives of us as Christians, we're athletes. You know, some of you in here might think, well, I'm not much of an athlete. Well, in the spiritual sense, you are. You're, you're a warrior for Christ, the Bible says. We are, we are athletes. The Bible also tells us we are ambassadors. It says we are therefore ambassadors for Christ. We, we represent Christ every, everywhere we go. And then in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2, it says, The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. So uh, the Bible also tells us that you are, you are a letter. You're an ambassador. You're a disciple. You're a letter. You, might not th you may think, well, I didn't really think of myself as those things. That's what the Bible says that, that we are. And then 2 Corinthians 2.16, it says, But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? 
And some of the guys in here might not like that, that description, but the Bible says if you're a Christian, you're a perfume. And that, that's what the Bible says. And I titled the message this morning, The Fragrance of Christ. The Fragrance of Christ. And, you know, we think of ourselves as Christians, as blessed and favored of God, and we are. We're extremely blessed. We've been forgiven. We, we, we receive the mercy and the grace of God. We have eternal life. We have received love from God that is undeserved. All these things that we have gotten. But I think a lot of times Christians forget that there's a heavy responsibility that comes along with being a Christian. It's not just God saved you and forgave you and did all these wonderful things for you, but as we walk the life out for Christ, there's a responsibility we also carry in that. And I think a lot of times we, we forget that, that we have a purpose and a responsibility, that we are representing Christ everywhere we go. I mean, every, think about that. Every single place you go, you represent Christ. And most people around us, they may not even know that you are a Christian, but we still represent Christ in front of them. We, 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 are, we, we are Christ to them. So as Christians, we do not choose this responsibility. It was given to us the moment we accepted Christ. All those names that I just gave and descriptions of us, they were not something we chose to become. That's who we became in Christ. That, that's who we are, and that's what the Bible says. So I've um, recalled a song here. You know, I've, I've read songs here before from... Uh, is from Steve Green, and many of you know Keith Green, but Steve Green, is a, he's still living as far as I know, and he's a Christian writer, and he wrote a song and sang a song called The Letter, and I thought it was appropriate for what I'm saying here this morning, and this is the uh, words from the song. It says, my child, I pray you listen to a thing I must confess. You've been a treasure buried deep within my busyness. You were not born into this world to live an orphan's life. And by God's grace, I long to make it right. Your life's a living letter that's a sacred certainty, a poem of perfect praise that's what I hope you will be. It's all you were and all you are and all you'll ever be. Your life's a letter written there by me. Day by day, I write across the pages of your life some sentences of kindness and some paragraph of light. May, may they be words of love and words of hope for on your soul, the world will read them there. Your life's a living letter, that's a sacred certainty. A poem of perfect praise, that's what I hope you will be. It's all you were and all you are and all you'll ever be. Your life's a letter written there by me. Your life's a letter written there by me. And I think a lot of times we forget the heaviness of that, that, that we are a letter for Christ. And, and we, we, we need to be reminded of that. But... You know, as Christians, we are called to make a difference in this world. And, and every place that Christians have lived in, every time in history, every place in history, Christians were called to make a difference in the world that they live in, this, the culture, the society, the time that we were born for this time. I preached the message on that. You were born for such a time as this. this. This is the time that God called you and I to live for him in this time. Some people might say, well, I wish I was alive in Moses' time or around the apostles and, and the disciples and all of that. That wasn't your choosing. That was God's choosing. And God said, I want you to represent me in this time, in, in this time period in life, in this, this time in history. So, but, you know, we, we're living in a world, and it's, it's becoming more evident and more prevalent every day, where people are full of worry, they're full of anxiety, they're full of fear. And those all around us, the world is living in despair and hopelessness 
in uncertainty, fear, and anxiety. Everything that the world clings to is unstable. Think about that. Every, I cannot think of one thing in the world right now that I could say is secure. Anything. Your job, your, your home, uh, your car, uh, any, anything that the world is clinging to is, 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 uh, is unstable. So the world doesn't need us to join them in their misery and despair. They are looking for hope and for light and for a way out. They are looking to know that there's hope in the middle of their despair. So like a good-smelling perfume, we spread the fragrance of Christ in a world that lately smells pretty bad. The, the world we're living in stinks. I'm just going to tell you like it is. It, it, it's a stinky world we're living in. And, and, and you, just, you just pick up your phone, and like I said, I, thank you, Jesus, I got delivered from, from cable uh, TV. I got delivered from the uh, Fox News and all, because I don't watch none of that stuff. It, it was, it was, I, I get angry just looking at the headlines. I told my wife that I got a news app on my phone, and I'll just, I'll just pull up the headlines. And there was a, there was a, a story that came up. I told Lori, and it said, the, 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 the headline said, that what, what is the cause of, it was had something to the sense of what is the cause of the gas prices being so high? What are the many contributions that are contributing to that? And I told my wife, I said, I'm not even going to open it up, because I only know of one cause. And I know that article is not going to say what it is. <laughs> I get angry. I get, I get very angry, but the world, think about it, they're living in despair. And, 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 and you and I, we have to shine the light of Christ, the, the hope of Christ, the, the perfume, the aroma, the fragrance of who Christ is. That's what God has called us to do. It's difficult to do because it's easy for us to fall into the temptation of just complaining and griping and despairing and worrying like everybody else because we live in the same world. We pump from the same gas pump they pump from. We're looking at the thing, and I, you know, I'm pumping the gas, and I'm watching that number go to numbers I've never seen before in my car. And I'm like, but, but, I, but Jesus is my hope. Amen. See, that, that's the light we shine. So it's not, we're not happy. We're not happy, but we have joy. See, I got an inner peace. I got, a, I got an inner confidence that, 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 that my, my security, my stability is in Christ. And that, that's what God is looking for. So, so in, a, in a world that stinks pretty bad, it needs a good smell and perfume. It needs an aroma that, that, that smells really good. And, you know, I was thinking about this as we prepare for this, to talk about the, the analogy that, that Paul uses with that. But, you know, you think about the sense of smell. And a lot of times when you smell something, that, when you walk away from that smell, that smell in your mind, it lingers. I mean, especially if it's, a, if, it's a bad, if it's a bad smell, you remember what that bad smell smelled like, whatever it is. I mean, it, it's got like a lingering effect. And I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from the analogy that Paul gives. But, but everywhere that you and I go, we leave an aroma. You, you need to know that. So as a Christian, you need to ask yourself, what aroma am I leaving? When I, when I go into a room, when I'm in a place, in a business, in a... Uh, with my family, with my friends, in different places. What, what, when I walk out the room, and maybe people are in there and they're discussing whatever the conversation was or your demeanor or whatever it was, what is the aroma that you leave in the room? when you leave? Is it something that people walk away thinking, that smelled good? Or maybe they're thinking, that, that was stinky. You know, that, that, did, that didn't smell too good. And so we, we need to be reminded of that, that that's what Paul says. So let's look at this, um, this passage here, and we'll look at the 
I just read part of it there earlier, but in 2 Corinthians 2, it says, But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal possession. Possession. Procession, I'm sorry. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? And I love this passage here. You know, Paul starts off in saying that, that Christ leads us into a triumphal procession, that, that we are, you know, and the first thing I want us to realize in this passage here is you smell good because of Christ. You smell good because of Christ. There, there's nothing in us apart from Christ that smells good. Nothing. That, there's nothing that you can say that you can add to what Christ has done in your life and say that is something I can say makes me a good person. Apart from Christ, we, we, we are nothing, the Bible says. We're absolutely nothing. So uh, we smell good because of Christ in us. And this may sound harsh, but it's the truth. Without Christ, you and I would be pretty stinky. We wouldn't smell good at all without Christ. The world thinks they smell good. They think they're doing good. But apart from Christ, we, we, we have a pretty rotten odor about ourselves. It's Christ in us that makes us everything that we are that makes us beautiful, that gives us life, that gives us laughter, gives us joy, gives us hope. It's, it's, it's Christ in us. The world may have some of those things, but it's not genuine. It's a, it's a facade. It's, it's fake. It's false. But what we have is real. It's, 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 it's a real, genuine faith and a relationship we have with the Son of God. That's what you and I are. So we are apart from Christ. We're defeated. We're dead. We're hopeless. We're confused. We're aimless. We're lost just like the world is. The fragrance that makes you and I smell good is Christ. It's Christ in us. And Paul said now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ like a sweet perfume. See, God is taking us that has, we have accepted Christ. We have received the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Now God, the Bible says, is using us to do what? To spread the knowledge of who Christ is. That's how the world's going to know who Jesus is. By, you, by the aroma you and I give everywhere we go. I don't know about y'all, but that's a pretty heavy responsibility that, that you and I carry to spread the truth of who Christ is to a world that's pretty messed up. That, that's, what God, that's what God has called us to do. See, we're looking at a world that's they're, they're, they're broken. They're living in heaviness, oppression, and bondage. And Christians can forget that apart from Christ, that's where you and I would be. We would be in the same circumstance, the same condition that they're in. But thanks be to God, Paul said, he leads us in victory. We have victory in Christ. That's the aroma that we give. We have hope. We have purpose. We, we have life. So the Bible says, if any man be in religion. No, it doesn't say that. It says, if any man be in good works. No, it says, no, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things, old things are gone. Behold, everything has been been made new. We are made new and smell good because of Jesus Christ. That's the fragrance and the aroma that you and I have in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one can boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Paul says, think of what you were before Christ. We were, we were nothing. And now, now in Christ, we have, we, have, we, have, we have been made everything. We have been made right and perfect before God. But the world looks at us and, and, we look in, and, they, and they despise us as Christians. But now look who we are in Christ. We are forgiven. We are set free. We are sons and daughters of the King of God himself. That, that's what God has done for us. So everything that we give, the aroma that we give off, don't give off your aroma. Don't, don't spread your smell. Spread the aroma of Christ. Let it be Christ. See, that, that's, the, that's the work, if you will, of a believer is doing what? Allowing the Holy Spirit to conform us to the likeness of Christ. That's a work that will never stop. I can tell you, as someone who's been saved for several decades, that's a process that never ends. That God is constantly removing David away from himself and replacing that with Christ. And what does God want to do? Now spread the aroma of Christ everywhere you go. Spread that sweet perfume of Jesus. Spread the, the life, the, the everything that God has done for you and Christ. Spread that around everywhere you go. Then in verse 15, it says, Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. And I love this. Paul, Paul says, Your smell is pleasing to God. Do you realize that? Your, your smell is pleasing to God. That that the life you live for Christ, you say, well, the world's against me, the media's against me, maybe your family's against you, but guess what? God, God is pleased. You're pleasing God. You're living a life, you're giving off an aroma, a fragrance that the Bible says rises up, rises up to God. That, that's who I want to please. I want, I want to be someone that, that pleases God. Paul said in Galatians, he said, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. There's a lot of Christians who need to read that. Because a lot of believers are more concerned about what other people think than what God thinks. We are God-pleasers first, not men-pleasers. We please God. And the Bible says when we do so, that aroma is going up to heaven. Like, like a fragrance, the Bible says, rising up to heaven, and it's pleasing to God. Isn't that good? Don't you want to be a God-pleaser? then just let that aroma, let it, let it just flow. And, and sometimes you almost have to have an awareness that when you're in the world, you're, you are a Christian. Like you have to check yourself, the attitude I have at the checkout line or, or you know, with my family or with my children or however. I'm, I represent Christ everywhere I go. Am I giving off a fragrance that to the world around me is a sweet perfume, like Paul said? That's what God, that's God, that's what God wants us to do. See, you want to smell good wherever you go. That's what God wants us to do. And then in verse uh, 15 and 16, it says, Our lives are like a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. Now look at this, what Paul says here. The first thing he says here, To some you smell like death. But look what Paul says here. He says, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved 
and by those who are perishing. So what does that tell me? That tells me that the aroma that you and I give off, it's the same smell. In other words, the, the smell we give off, it's Christ. In other words, it's the truth of Christ, but it's perceived differently by those who are smelling. And I, I never really caught this before when I read this, that the aroma is the same, but the way someone perceives the way you smell is different. And it's just, just what Paul is saying. And we've, you've, you've probably experienced this in your life as a Christian, and you didn't even recognize that. But the fragrance is perceived differently. It says, to those who are perishing, we are the smell of death and doom. See, why is that? Well, someone who has not accepted Christ, they're dead. They're dead in their sins. They, they, they have not accepted Christ. They are, they are lost and separated from God. They are dead. And you come along on the scene, and you show up with the life of Christ. You have the light of the truth, tr truth of Christ, and they are rejecting Christ. They, they, are re they are rejecting and denying who Jesus Christ is. They are really living a life of death to death. What you do in your life is really reinforcing that they have denied Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They're dead. So when you come alone, that, that aroma that you've given off to them is just the smell of death. Because you are just reminding them that they have rejected the life you have in yourself. So sometimes we think it's ourselves. We're offending somebody. No, it's Christ in us. That the, 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 the gospel will offend people. You're, the way you live your life will offend people. I, when I worked across the lake in places in the electrical industry, just by the way I lived, people were offended. They, they, would, they, would, they would bow up and rise up about different things in their life that they were doing, and I didn't even say that that was right or wrong, but just by the way I conducted my life, they were convicted. And they would just bow up and shout something out. And I'm like, I, I didn't tell you you couldn't do that. It was Christ in me. It was the aroma, just the life of Christ. So don't be ashamed of that. We're not, we don't apologize for it. We have the life. And what do we pray? We pray that they too would receive that same life, that, they, that they, would, they would fall on their knees like we did, humble themselves before Christ and accept the truth of who Jesus Christ is. But think about that. To those people who were dead, and perishing, Paul said that we, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. That's sad. That, that really breaks my heart. That, that's not something for us to get excited about. We, we, that shouldn't excite us. That should make us, that should, that should humble us and make us want to pray for people that way. That they too would receive the life that you and I have received in, in Christ. So this was also evident if you, and if the book of Acts um, you know, Paul was criticized on several occasions for, for his life in Christ. It, it's amazing. Paul would just get up, and all Paul would do is he would share his testimony. He would just tell whoever he was speaking to, this is what Christ has done for me. And the people would get angry. They'd arrest him. They'd beat him, all those different things that happened. But there was a, there was a point where, where Paul was given a testimony before a governor and before a king. And listen to the uh, the, the way that they responded to what Paul was saying in Acts 26. It says, at this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. And then further down, it says, then Agrippa, King Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to become a Christian. Now these two men were listening to why it was that Paul was on trial. Why was, why was he arrested? And all Paul did, if you read the previous passages before this, all Paul did was sit there and tell them what happened to him. The road to Damascus. That he was a persecutor of Christians. He hated the church. 
hated Jesus, all the things about Jesus. And all of a sudden, Paul said, a great light shone. He was, he was just sharing his testimony. And then these men, why did they do that? Because, see, they were dead. They, they were rejecting what, what Paul had, and they, they were rejecting the truth of who Christ is. They, they, were, they were dead. And Paul's coming up with this fragrance of Christ, but to them it smelled like death and doom. Isn't that tragic? It's so tragic that, that people can't see the life and the smell that you and I have and the aroma of Christ that you and I have received. And, uh, but then Paul says in, in 16, it says, but to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. So to some, you smell like life. See, to those who are being saved, I want to be around Christians my whole day. Like my whole week and my whole life, I want to surround myself with Christians. Why? Because they are reinforcing what I believe. They, they are testifying of who Christ is, testifying of the life of Jesus Christ. And when, I, when I'm around another believer, what does that do? That reminds me of the life I have in Christ. See, I'm excited about that. That's a, that, that's a, that's a perfume I want to be surrounded with all the time. I want to just breathe in that sweet aroma of Christ. And y'all can identify with that. When someone is in your life or you hear a, a speaker or a preacher speak and they begin to testify about Jesus, what does that do to you? That's, a, that's an aroma. That's life. Why? It's life to life. See, I got, I got the li My spirit's identifying with their spirit. There's life. That, that happens with, with, with Brother Rod Aguilar. I, when Brother, Brother Rod speaks, he invites pastors to come and to preserve once every two months. And I just, every time Brother Rod speaks, there's life. There's an aroma. But when, when he leaves the room, there's a sweet perfume that just fills the room. Brother Carl, he's the same way. Pastor Carl, everywhere Brother Carl goes, everything Brother Carl speaks, there's just an aroma that just comes off of Brother Carl. Why? There's life. And then if you're a Christian, what do you want? I want to be around people like that. I want to, I want to smell that. That's, that's, that's life. Why? Because I've accepted the life he's accepted. Amen. Isn't that good? Yeah. So God has called us. God has called us to testify to these things. So, um, but Paul ends the passage with a question. In verse 16, it says, it says, and who is adequate for such a task as this? And some translations say, who is qualified um, or sufficient? In other words, what Paul is saying is, this is a heavy burden or a heavy responsibility that you and I carry to spread the life, to spread the fragrance of Christ, to spread the life of Christ to the, those who are living and then also in front of those who have rejected Christ. That's a heavy responsibility. Are you up to the task? Are, are you adequate for the task? That, in other words, Paul is really ending the passage by asking all of us a question. Are you going to do that? <laughs> are we going to spread the fragrance of Christ? Are we going to spread the fragrance of who, of who Jesus Christ is? See, we represent life and death. There's no more greater responsibility than that. Then, then to have the truth of Jesus Christ inside of us that tells someone if they don't accept Christ, they are eternally lost and separated from God. That's a, that's a heavy responsibility, church, and God has given that to us. But, but I rejoice in that, that God has called me to spread the aroma of Christ. And, and I just want to encourage the church that, yes, this world stinks, but don't fall into the trap of, of stinking it up with them. Don't, step away from that. Don't, don't, because I'm telling you, you can, we can wander right into the trap. We can start complaining. Woe is me. My gas, I can't afford my gas. Don't know what's going to happen to my mortgage note. My, my insurance is going to, all these different things. We can fall into that same trap of despair. 
But that's not what Christians do. We are in the world, but we're not of the world, the Bible says. We're not like the world. We are Christ's light. So the Lord really downloaded his message to me to tell you, spread the aroma of Christ. When you walk into a room, when you, when you have a conversation with someone, walk away and leave, a, leave an aroma that makes them at least begin to think there's something different about him or her. That, that, there was a joy. There was a, a, a confidence, a contentment, something that was just a peace that was over them. And, and, that, and it was the aroma of Christ. That, that's the responsibility that God has given the church. And in this world, more than ever today, God needs the church to light up this dark world. God needs us. This, this tabernacle church is needed in St. Tammany Parish. We're not the only church. There's, 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 there's a lot of churches in St. Tammany. God needs a church that is standing on the truth of who Jesus Christ is, that's not fallen in hopelessness. We're not fallen in despair. We, we, are, we are giving the aroma of Christ that we have eternal life, that God has forgiven us. We've got joy. We've got peace. We've got purpose. All of those things that God has given us. And, and, and you're really, as, and Eli, you can begin to play that music, please. Um, as I was reading this, and this, the, the part of this passage that really struck me the most, and it wouldn't be the one that you think it would be, is the one where it says, to some we are the smell of death and doom. And that's tragic to me, because that means that those people are lost. They don't know Christ. They, 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 are, they are dead in their transgressions. And and we can sit back and we can say, well, look how good I'm doing. I'm such a good person. I accepted Jesus. I've got it going on good. They're lost. That God, give us a burden that they too would accept Christ. That, that, that they would want that same aroma that you and I are giving off. That it smells fresh. That we would have a burden for them. And you recognize that. I, when someone comes into your, to your world, I can recognize right away, almost immediately, whether or not that person's a Christian or not. Just by their demeanor. Their, their continence, their, their expression, their, their language, their attitude, their joy. And, and, and I'm not talking about a fake happiness that, that's just, oh, everything is great. There's an inner, an inner joy, an inner peace that is Christ in us. And we, we should want that same thing for the dark world around us. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet, please.